All right, all right, 1106 Pinpoint Health Show. Back at it. Dr. Lou is here. He's got a guest and he's uh, adjusting her headphones and her microphone. Is that why he's wearing a jacket? He's never worn a jacket. No, because he, he videotapes everything now. Oh. Yeah, but I, yeah. I didn't set it up yet. And Greg just left, so we all sat here. We with, had to disinfect. Yeah. It's like I need a Silkwood shower after this show. <laughs> Hope oh, you get the reference. God. You guys are all pretty young. I didn't, yeah, I didn't get that. Okay. I didn't get that. Okay, perfect. Excellent. Jody, Street reference. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, but Jody's Somebody old born too. born in the 70s at least. <laughs> Jody's old too. I just caught that. He also has control How of your microphone. You, How old are you, Jody? A little older than you, ah. right? but a little younger than John. Oh, so well, you... I, everyone's younger than John. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so what's up there, uh, Mr. Pinpoint Health? How are things? Wow. The videos, by the way, fantastic. Loving your social media feed. Thank you. Thank well you. Well done, sir. Yes. As yep. uh, Yeah, we, we continue to expand the amount of things that we have resources for um, people that listen to the show and just people in general that come to the clinics. And actually today we have a special guest on that front as well. Um, and I'll introduce her in a second. And we've, uh, and this is interesting because we've created another program and this program is uh, I think something that will be of great benefit to a lot of people. It's something that is very near and dear to me that I talk about all the time and um, and, and it was time to do something about that. And so um, one of the big things that we, you know, and you know this, how important the psychosocial aspect oh, yeah. of pain is for me and, and how the way you think is really going to matter and how you feel. Um, and, and that's been a, a huge thing that I've talked about on the show repeatedly over the years. Uh, it's something that I spend a ton of time speaking with at the office when I see patients. Um, and And really... For me, it was about figuring out, well, you know, it's very easy to just tell somebody you need counseling, right? You need counseling. And and then a lot of people, there's a stigma around that too, right? People don't want to necessarily go into counseling. So I, spend a, I spent a lot of time in my interactions educating people on the importance of this stuff. And we have here Daniela Gentile, who's a registered social worker. She's actually a very close friend of mine that I've known for, I don't know, since we were, since we were in high school. So... Uh, we went to different high schools, but we had mm-hmm. common friends. Um, and she's a social worker, and we've spent over the years um, a lot of time speaking about uh, how important this is, how important uh, the psychosocial component is to chronic pain and injury. And over the last, I'd say, about a year, we've been working on creating a program that we could give to people um, that is not long-term, uh, that's something that we can just target right away in terms of giving people more the education that they need um, around chronic pain and the things that they can do to to deal with that. So uh, Daniela Gentile, who's here from Gentile Counseling Services, she's a, a Master of Social Work, and she got that at the University of Windsor. She's a res- registered social worker with the Ontario College of Social Workers and Social Services. Uh, she's currently working in the in community adult mental health, uh, and she's completing assessment, completing assessments in that field and providing crisis intervention. So, a, a ton of experience with that with these things. Daniela, thanks for being here. Thank you very much, <laughs> Luigi. Um, so we'll we'll get to a little bit of the program, but um, when it comes to chronic pain, we we've gone through this. When you look at the silos on how you target chronic pain, it's not. People are always thinking about the physical side because that's they're feeling it in their body. People are saying, well, my back hurts, my low back hurts. So they think right. it's just the physical problem because the reality is you're feeling it in your back. 
without going into great detail, because I, I could do lectures on this stuff, about what neuropathic pain is, which is essentially it's a learned behavior um, that happens as you experience something for so long. And as those connections continue to happen, sometimes in some instances, we actually quantify chronic pain as the as pain with the absence of a true physical problem, which means, well, if it's not a physical problem, where is it arising from? And, you know, the simple way to look at this is to say, well, it's all in your mind. And when people say that, it minimizes the importance of what we mean by that. This isn't just to say, oh, it's in your mind as if it's just, you know, something we're saying in passing. Well, that's a very important component. It is in your mind. Everything about you is in your mind. Uh, this and and for some reason there's a stigma around this this topic and there's a um, there's a way of thinking about this where you hear that term where it's in your mind and it's almost and it seems like it's downplayed but that is so very important because your mind is your motherboard to your whole body if if you shut your brain off you'll feel nothing at all right doesn't matter we could be burning your lower limbs off with with a torch and you wouldn't feel absolutely anything because your mind is is your processing system for everything that happens in our lives uh including the things that we feel in fact there's no such thing as a pain receptor in our body we have nociceptors which will sense uncomfortable stimuli so what happens is if my hand is over a flame it's not necessarily that that flame is bothering my hand per se. It's the signals that are being sent from my hand to my brain and then my brain sending back signals saying, ow, that hurts, move away. It's a response. And that's what chronic pain is. That's why when you're living with something for so long and you're not having to dealt with, those components, those physical components, that pathway keeps happening back and forth and it creates a learned behavior. That learned behavior means that at some point you might still experience that pain without the actual flame there anymore, right? And and I use the flame as the example, yeah. but things like chronic low back pain, chronic neck pain, any chronic issue. And so then there becomes this psychosocial component around that because then the area that processes these systems in the brain is also the area where we experience emotions and different things like that so a lot of these things go hand in hand become attached, right? they become attached that's right. why maybe if you're having a bad day you tend to feel worse physically and we all know what that's like everyone can appreciate that if you're having a bad day or whatever you just don't feel well equally so if you are un- physically unwell like if you have a cold you mentally don't feel well because of the interconnected nature of these two things these are i I don't know why it's so taboo but they are not separate your mind and your body are not two separate things they work in harmony together um and so it's very very important that uh we target the psychosocial side of things and so that's what today's show will be primarily on and we're happy to take people's questions and we'll go more into this when we get back from break you bet your phone calls uh bring them on i know we got a lot to talk about in this regard 416-870-6400 star 640 on cell Pinpoint Health Show continues. Global News Radio. You can also go to pinpointhealth.ca, 1-855-821-55, uh, oh, sorry, Dr. Lou, D-R-L-O-U. Where the hell did like, I come from? At? I'm getting my own phone number out. <laughs> I cannot help you with your health oh, concerns. But uh, And on social as well, Pinpoint yeah. Health, uh, Facebook. Or, or and, at John Schools. Or whatever, you know. I'll just I'll bounce over your videos onto I, my own social. I heard you say that. I'm like, what number is he yeah, saying right now? Maybe I should it's stop not... before I give the rest out. <laughs> You are talking about the psychosocial aspect of uh, of pain, and it, every time we talk about this, I think about he's he he passed away recently. A guy named Dr. John Sarna, who way back in the early nineties, ninety eight, published several books about the mind body connection yeah. and healing pain through the mind, and he was 
discounted by a lot of his peers, but here we are talking about it in, in real in real time in 2019, and yeah. this is legit. And I think the difference for me is you know that I don't like the C word or the H word, which is curing yep. or healing, right. uh, because I think a lot of it is managing, um, and I think that's really where we're focused on. Um, is the managing of these types of issues. But we have, I think, Linda on the line here. You bet. Let's Linda, take... thank you for uh, for calling in. How are you this morning? Um, you're welcome. Um, I'm fine, thank you. Yourself? Good. What's, uh, what's your great, concern? Great. Okay, I have this pain in my hip. Um, sort of goes to my leg, too, um, in one um, leg. Um, I started yesterday and today, and it, whenever I sit or stand or do anything, move. <laughs> We lost you. So yeah, we you, you, you just lost you there for a sec, Linda. Whenever you sit or what? Yeah, lay down. Okay. Or, you know, or move. Just when I go to walk, I feel like this severe pain, especially when I sit. Any pressure on it? Oh boy. And you know. so, Linda, how old are you? Uh, I'm 64. Okay, and this is the first time you've ever felt this. Um, no, I, I've had um, slight pain. This is more severe, but how- um, yeah. Um, you know, off and on, right? And they for how long? Have a, how long? Oh, God, a couple of years, maybe. Yeah. Okay, so this is this didn't just happen yesterday. No. It's, it's something that is cumulative over a number of years. It's now getting worse because that's what right. happens with these types of issues. Have mm-hmm. it, Over the last few years that you've been experiencing this type of pain, have you ever had it investigated? Yes, I was told I have a, a slight... Um, arthritis in the hip because I had a broken hip as a child when I was eight. Okay, well then that would probably cause a significant amount of arthritis at some point. So anytime you fracture, so are all of everything in our bodies degenerates for sure and becomes arthritic over time. It's it's a natural process of aging. But anytime there's a fracture in an area, those areas will degenerate quicker than a, an otherwise normal joint that never sustained that type of injury. So it you know it's not it's probably it's not unlikely for or it's not unreasonable for me to assume right now that you've probably just progressed in that arthritic component of the hip, you have to have the hip investigated. Um, have you done anything for treatment? How do you manage this over the years? It just started yesterday, so I'm. Well, you just said that, that it started years ago, though. Oh, that no, I didn't anything because it was slight, sort of can tolerate yeah, but, pain. Yeah. That's yeah, but all, all big things start with something small. So it's probably the same issue. And it's yeah. now, this isn't just yesterday, over the years, for the small issue, have you ever done anything for it? No. No. So, and, and that is, that's the inherent problem there. It's always easier yeah. to deal with problems when they are smaller because small problems usually require smaller interventions and big problems will require bigger interventions. So, um, I think your case highlights what I talk about a lot of times, which is early intervention with these types of things. That doesn't mean it's too late for you, but you do need to be looked at. I I can't possibly tell you exactly what it is over the radio, but I'm happy to see you to assess it and and see what options you have for treating it. Okay, thank you, Okay, no problem. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Linda, for uh, for reaching out. Again, if you want to reach out, one 855 Dr. Lou, that's D-R-L-O-U, pinpointhealth.ca. Linda is the place to go. We will continue with your special guest, Danielle, is here. We're going to uh, open up your mind and educate you a little more over the next 40 minutes. Feel free to call in, 416-870-6400, star 640, on your cell, Pinpoint Health Show. Global News Radio. 1124 at Pinpoint Health Show. Yeah, your phone call's here for the remainder of this hour, 416 870 
6400 star 640 on sale. You want to reach out? It is uh, pinpointhealth.ca. Such a Fantastic sad song. new website. I know it's Coldplay, right? Yeah. It always makes me sad. Oh, it's a total beam swinger, yeah. this one. <laughs> hey, Joanne, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Hi. Um, I have a problem with my lower back left side. Okay. It's a muscle spasm. Yep. I can pinpoint. Sorry. No, um, that's the, per, that's the whole reason why we call the pinpoint health. Awesome. We want to be able to pinpoint. Appreciate that, Joanne. Yeah. Uh, um, I can pick the spot exactly where it begins, the muscle spasm. Yep. The doctor can't get rid of it. Nothing shows an x-ray. And I, I can relieve it a bit if I lift. I have to lie down with my legs elevated. Um, but it's gotten to the point I can't walk very well. And now it's like, at times, it's like someone's taking my skin and ripping it off that spot. So you said the doctor can't take it away. What has the doctor done for oh, you? So medication. Yeah. So okay. Medication. Okay. And then, uh, and you've had x-rays. So right off the bat, so number one, when it comes to low back, is this the first time you've ever experienced low back pain or this is, uh, you have a more chronic history of this? Um, no, this has been ongoing. I have a lot of things um, wrong with an accident, but this is, I can withstand the other things that are wrong with me with medication, but this I cannot. It okay. is just horrible. And when the ripping skin thing started, it's just, it's nothing will, will take that away except time. I have to wait. So this is related to some type of a of an accident, like a car accident or something. It was a fall, but um, yeah. I have Crips and I have Mallory Weiss mm. from that, from yep. medication and vomiting. So I bled out and almost died a couple of times. So it's just other things, but they can be controlled, but this cannot. And I don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, so I mean... It helps a little bit. Yeah, so it's very important to understand that when you have other comorbidities and other things going on, it makes low back pain not just low back pain. It's now low back pain with other things going on. The other thing that I could tell you is that low back pain doesn't respond very well to medication. X-rays often are not a good diagnostic tool for it, uh, unless Uh there's the worry of fracture or something like that. So... You know, it doesn't sound like, in my opinion, you've done, not not because of your own fault, but I would say that no real intervention has been given uh, at this point. I think a thing that I always say here on the radio is physical problems often need a physical intervention. Um, yeah. And it doesn't sound like you've had that. So, I mean, that might be somewhere to, to go towards. Um, then it's also about physical intervention, meaning like sometimes it's about activity levels. Are you very active or are you not active? Well, I try to be, but this kind of waylays everything. Um, I'm mostly lying down now because... Well, how long have you been lying down for? Um, about the last year. Yeah, but so... I still go out and do Our things, bodies... But... So that that is one... Anybody that's ever been sick with a cold, and, and anybody here in this room, if you've ever had to spend a day in bed because you've yes. been just so knocked out with the flu... How do you feel after that, John? Like your body the day after. You feel horrible. Oh, our bodies wrecked. our yeah. bodies are not meant to lay in bed. Bed rest is almost never, ever prescribed when it comes to pain. Maybe when it comes to other things like cardiovascular things, sure, but that's not my area of expertise. But to be laying in bed for the last year, it is not a surprise to me that you have a chronic issue in your low back right now because 
that's not doing yourselves any that's not doing yourself any favor you need to become uh-huh. active you have to become active in the right way now i'm not saying just get up and go do your your own stuff this is where a professional part of your healthcare team needs to be helping you with these things what you should be doing but Okay. Bed rest for this type of stuff is the absolute worst thing. And if you continue that, you will only get worse. And so I think you need to see someone that can help you towards activity, exercise, and those things. And that will be a million times better than any medication you can take for what you what you got going on. Okay. May oh. I just ask, though? Yep. I can understand the muscle spasm, but why does it show itself as like someone ripping skin off my back in that one yeah so so there's so when you when someone describes that type of sensation i start to think of so our body is all nerves there's nerves that supply our muscles there's nerves that supply our skin for sensation called cutaneous nerves when you start to say that it feels like your skin is being ripped and burned that to me sounds like cutaneous nerves are being impinged on and again if you are laying most of the day it makes sense that those nerves are probably under a lot of pressure constantly you're also not moving around our muscles are meant to move so all of a sudden when you do go to move to do something your muscles have to exert more force than they otherwise would they're not used to it so it to me it's just a sequelae of everything that's happening that's why you're getting this type of burning and ripping pain it's because your your body is essentially breaking down by not doing anything and then in the moments that you do have to do something you're you know it's sort of like when people are put in a cast let's say they fracture their arm like when that cast comes off and you look at the size of their muscles it's completely atrophied and yeah. you can't just ask them hey go do this or go do that they have to rehabilitate that because it's disuse atrophy that's what you're undergoing you're undergoing disuse atrophy by not doing anything those muscles are getting smaller they're becoming weaker and you need those muscles to support structures to do things and then when you go do things you don't have the proper muscular endurance and strength to do it and you'll feel all of those things. Okay. Okay. Thank you very, very no much problem. for explaining that. Yeah, of course. Thank you, Joanne. Appreciate your time. You want to reach out again, one 855 55 That is the new website. Looking great. Lots of stuff on there. And follow it on social media as well. For the remainder of the show, you know the number, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale, Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. Pinpoint Health Show, you want to follow on Instagram and Facebook as well, some great stuff to be learned there as well. When the show's not on, one 855 drlu Dr. Lou is the way to uh, to get a hold of. Tim, thanks for hanging on there for a minute. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, sir. What's up? All right, so I have a uh... I wouldn't say it's back pain. It's just it is. It's on my right, but just below the uh, lower back. Uh, I have I don't know if it's muscles or what. Maybe about a, a month and a half ago, I was at the gym and I was doing uh, squats, and somehow maybe I twisted my muscle. Uh, so the pain goes and comes. Sometimes it, there's no pain. Sometimes it's just minor. Sometimes it's so bad that I can't even stand up. And normally it comes when I'm sitting. Usually not when yep. I'm sleeping or walking. Yep. And the funny part is sometimes I go to the gym and I still do uh, squats. Uh, I don't feel the pain and the pain goes away, but the next day it will come back. So when I'm moving, it goes away, but I'm not moving or sitting a lot. And I do a lot of sitting because I do a lot of driving, Yeah. especially in the car. It, it just comes back. And right now I'm feeling it on my right side, just the lower part, like the whole uh, right uh, foot and everything, including all, all the way to my knee. I can feel the pain right now as we speak. Okay, and so my first question is, what have you done about it so far? 
I, I checked some. I, I went to my family doctor. I told them about the problem. They, they, they said it's, they couldn't figure out what the problem is. They said it's not the bone. It could be the, like a muscle or something. Okay. They didn't give me any any advice or anything I should do. They just said take some Advil or something like that, but I don't like taking medication. Yeah, no, and that, and that's the wrong yeah. advice. It's it's actually quite upsetting every time I still hear yeah. this stuff. So I was just saying to the previous caller, physical problems need a physical intervention. The The algorithm for this type of stuff is that if there's no indication of trauma, things like that, x-rays are normal, then you should be doing therapy. This type of stuff will respond to therapy, especially early on. Um, and so I think you need to get you need to get therapy. Um, then in terms of a long-term approach, it needs to be very much focused on rehabilitation. And once you can rehab the structures of the back, um, you can likely prevent reoccurrences or at least minimize the chance of reoccurrence, minimize the intensity of the reoccurrence, minimize the frequency and duration. So um, I just think you've been given the wrong advice t- to this point that, it, you know, medication is not the answer for this type of stuff and being passive and not doing anything about it is not the right answer either. You need to you need to be seeing someone um, who specializes in, in treatment for this type of stuff, like a chiropractor or a physiotherapist and, you know, pinpoint health, I'll be... I'll be biased and give us a shout out here. This mm-hmm. is absolutely the type of stuff that we can deal with. So, you know, I think you should give me a call and we can set you up to see somebody and, and you probably will do very well with it. So that's great. I'll, I'll definitely going to do that because I'll, I'll think about that. But I'm still kind of confused. Why is it like that? Like when I'm sitting as we speak, I can feel the pain and sometimes way too much. But yet when I'm moving around or, or doing exercise, which I should feel even worse, but I don't. No, you're assuming you're assuming that you should feel worse, and that assumption is wrong. The reality is that when you have muscular issues, once you're moving around doing things, those muscles will actually loosen up and feel better. And our bodies are met, are dynamic, so they should be moving around doing things. And in those moments, it, the tissue will have warmed up. There'll be flexibility that is created, and you will feel better. It's actually in times of static postures, like sitting and sleeping, that these types of issues can feel worse. So, again, this is why working with a professional is is very important because the general assumption is often wrong. And 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 you know, I'm, this is not inherent knowledge, but we as a, as a medical profession understand that that actually is is what we like those are the things i listen for when i speak to somebody when they say oh it feels better when i move around but when i'm not doing anything it actually hurts more to me right away that screams a muscular or a mechanical issue um and the reason is is because the mechanics of your body when you're moving start to loosen up and when you're not doing anything they're going to stiffen up and then you know there's other things like if it's a disc issue discs are under more pressure with flexion so sitting is more flexion so there's a lot of things this is why a proper investigation history physical exam is so important and it and you shouldn't be making assumptions uh, and i don't mean just you but anybody just you know people always say oh i have back pain so it's back pain well you're just saying you have a symptom the reality is figuring out well what's causing that symptom what what is the structure what is the problem because a lot of things can cause back pain it's the fever scenario right correct yeah. you know if you had a fever and you said oh, i have a fever okay well what's causing the fever right. is it an infection is it a malignancy is it an autoimmune disease and all of those same things exist for back pain is it mechanical is it a malignancy is it an infection etc 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 but your symptoms to me definitely sound mechanical i can't you know be 
100% certain without examining you. But I think when you have these mechanical, physical problems, you require mechanical, physical intervention like any type of therapy. Um, and when you're not doing that, then I, I, I think nothing nothing right is being done at that point. Yeah, no, because I'm, uh, I'm only 35 years old. Like, I can take the pain right now and I can move around. But Yeah, but you shouldn't because yeah. it, will, it will get worse. And then I when you're 45... You know, you, you you know, this is the last caller talked about like a, a chronic injury, like from a from a slip and fall and where it progressed to. And and she's been in bed for the last year. This is what happens with chronic pain. This is what can happen when it's not dealt with properly. It can start like these simple things that people say, yeah, it just bothers me sometimes. It's not too bad. And then it gets worse and worse. And all three calls today has sort of been something like that. The first caller about the hip. Well, it was yesterday, but then once I investigated more, it's like, well, no, it's been there for years. So it's not yesterday. It's just getting worse because you've done nothing about it. And that's the reality for you, Tim, is you're 35, which is good. So you have good prognostic factors. You get it taken care of now. That's good. If you just leave it, then the unfortunate reality based on the evidence is that you'll likely just get worse and worse over the years. And, and, that's, and that's the importance of early intervention. No, no, definitely. That's why I want to get into it right away. And I yep. believe you guys are—you guys have location in Toronto too, right? And yeah, give give me a call and we'll, we'll we'll set something up for you. Tim, appreciate it. Again, reach out. It's uh, pinpointhealth.ca, one eight five 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 five. Doctor Lou D R L U. Get on it, man. You're still young. Be proactive. Lots more. Of the Pinpoint Health Show is on the way. Global News Radio. It sure is. 11.43. You want to reach out on social, Pinpoint Health, and to info at pinpointhealth.ca as well to uh, to email. Lots of good stuff there. So finally, I think now we can get to Daniel. I got an email first. Okay, right. Almost, Daniel. Uh, Stand by. <laughs> Judy is listening, and she just sent this email. I'm listening to your radio show this morning in relation to neuropathic pain, i.e. sciatica, which is wrong. That's that's not neuropathic pain. That's radicular pain. Uh, and I'm writing to ask what the difference is between a degenerative disc condition and a herniated disc, either of which can cause such pain. So... What Judy is asking about is forget the term neuropathic because neuropathic is a different thing. What we're talking about is radicular pain okay. when you have pain going down a nerve. So like a sciatic nerve, right? And and Judy is asking when you have sciatic problems, you can either get those types of symptoms by degenerative disc disease or from a disc herniation, which is right. You can also sometimes get it from muscular problems, from ligamentous problems, but let's stick with the two that she's asking about. She's saying both can potentially cause it. Yes, you're right with that. What is the difference? The difference is understanding the pathology. Our bodies degenerate over time, so degenerative disc disease that puts pressure on a nerve is often le- is a, is a form of stenosis, which we've talked about. Um, so stenosis is something that is more common in the elderly because that's when degeneration will have uh, had a significant enough impact to impinge on the nerve. Whereas a disc herniation happens when those discs rupture for whatever reason, which they are more hydrated earlier in your life, okay. right? Because that's why you degenerate. Those things dehydrate and then you start to degenerate. So our, so age is one thing. So if I see a 20-year-old that has excruciating sciatic pain, I'm more likely to think of a disc herniation or disc bulge just by that nature. If I have someone who's 75 and they have shooting pain down their leg, I'm more likely to consider the degenerative component that's impinging on it. So that's one quick way. There's a lot of other different ways, but just for Judy who's listening to sort of give her a little bit of information there. So thank you for the email.
And sciatica as well as general terms of people like, I have sciatica. Yeah, but Judy actually understood that. She right. actually mentioned, like, she understands that sciatica is a like a, a like fever, like we've talked yes. about. What is causing that sciatic nerve to be irritated? And she's saying it could potentially be disc herniation or degenerative disease. Right. How can you potentially... Uh, distinguish those. And one quick way is just be- generally based on age, but there's a lot. That doesn't mean that disc herniations never happen in the elderly, and it also doesn't mean that degeneration can't affect a young person, because the example is, is if a young person has very severe autoimmune disease leading to uh, some type of a seronegative arthritide, which is a form of arthritis due to an autoimmune disease, you can get the degenerative component. Right. So now I'm getting too complicated. It's okay. It's education, brother. Peter, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's your concern, pal? Uh, I've had, I have been diagnosed with a hip labral tear. Okay. And um, I've had a hyaluronic injection done to it, which was six hundred bucks out of my pocket. Yep. And then that did nothing. And then I also had a um, cortisone injection, which did nothing. How old so, are you, Peter? Forty-nine. How was the labral tear diagnosed? MRI. Uh, MRI. Yeah. Yeah. In in my experience, and I'm never one. I, I mean, I don't know if you've listened to the show before, but I'm always when I look at the spectrum of interventions, I always like to go from most conservative measures like therapy to more invasive measures like injections, all the way to surgery. In my experience, and based on the research with hip labral tears. Surgery seems to be the best thing. Therapy injections don't often work. So if I were you and it's bothering you that much, I would consider yeah. having that conversation with the surgeon and potentially having surgery on it. Well, I have had the conversation. I was just concerned with the surgery because my my thinking is that if, if those things didn't work, is the pain really coming from the labral tear or is it something else? I don't know. Well, right. I mean, so, that's the, the, I would have to assess yeah. that in order to give you the answer on that. Assuming that it is coming from the labral tear, then yes, okay. it, all, all else being equal within surgery, because again, there's a lot of things at risk of infection, but if we eliminate all of those things, which are often very, very low, for a true labral tear that is symptomatic in the hip, I, I have found in my experience and based on the research that I've reviewed that it seems to work well when people have the surgery. Okay, good. Okay, but I'm happy to assess that for you to give you a second opinion in terms of, you know, your thinking is not wrong. I actually am impressed that you're thinking that way, um, that people, it's not always about what the image shows. It's about how can we determine based on the physical exam if what the image shows is actually the pain generating structure. So I actually appreciate the way you're thinking. And I think that that's important that you do correlate those two things. And I'm happy to help you with that. Okay. Okay. Great. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, Peter. Reaching out again, one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U. Now, now, finally, we'll have Daniela back. Don't worry. We will. But for the most but, part, but this is important because yes. we've created, um, uh, you know, a program uh, through uh, Gentila uh, Consulting Services and also the the Pinpoint Health brand, um, uh, a strategy for coping with pain, and essentially what it is. It's and this is great for anybody. It's something that Daniela can help do through the phone. This doesn't have to be in person. Um, it's essentially three hours, not all at once, but three separate hours. Okay. With Daniela and I have worked on what each of those hours entail, which is a lot of education in that hour with the patient working on different strategies. The person will then go do 
the homework that is required, then follow up with session two, same thing, and then follow up with session three. And again, this is not this is not counseling. Daniela is not taking you under her care as a counselor. What she's doing is providing the information that is required to understand how important the mind is in what you feel. So we we have different topics for each day. We have acceptance and distraction on day one with the first hour. Uh, we then go on to social relationships in day two um, or I say day two, that doesn't need to be one day after the other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then on the third hour is uh, activities of daily living and the things that go with it. And so, you know, when we start at the, the top with acceptance and distraction, um, you know, people have heard me say a lot on the show that sometimes it's also about, you know, I see a lot of chronic pain patients that are sitting there and I'll put this bluntly or unfortunately just feeling sorry for themselves. And that creates this negative spiral that they go down into because they're feeling sorry for themselves. Poor me. Why me? Only me. It doesn't affect anyone else. And sometimes it's about like, hang on a sec. It's not just you. And even if it is you at this point, it is what it is. You just feeling sorry for yourself is not going to help you. It does not help. Um, And so that's an important component. Is there anything you wanted to add, Daniela? So in addition to that, it would be about self-empowerment and understanding what is helpful for you and looking through all of that, because I th- think that people know themselves best. So. Yeah, and, and that's a great point. Like, And then we go on to other um, topics like distraction. We've That's what Jody's telling us. He's distracting it. Yeah. See, it worked already. <laughs> it's magic. Okay, more to come after the break. That's right. We'll take a, a short break. You want to squeeze in a final phone call or two? Uh, for sure, 416 416- 870-6400-STAR-640 on cell. Pinpoint now show. Global News Radio. It is uh, 11.55 here. Last few minutes of the show for this week. Pinpoint Health Show. You'll want to reach out otherwise. Info at pinpointhealth.ca. Uh, pinpointhealth.ca is the website. Lots on social as well. As far as Instagram and Facebook, I keep plugging it each week because you're doing some phenomenal stuff up there with your team. Thank you. Thank you. With the videos and the instructions and the... Uh, the cool stuff on there, and one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U is yeah. the uh, is the number. And those those exercises for our listeners, these are things that are tailored for all age groups. This isn't something that is just for high end athletes or anything. But again, going back to um, having Daniela here, um, Gentile, who's here from Gentile Consulting Services, that's working in uh, conjunction with Pinpoint Health on um, a new program that we're offering, which is essentially um, a three session. Uh, over the phone uh, educational format with Daniela on on the importance of different types of uh, mental health techniques for managing people's pains. Um, and one of the things here that, and we sort of heard it, and, and maybe Daniela, you want to add something about this, but as people start to have these things, there's a component of social isolation where they, they very much close themselves in and they just become hyper-focused on themselves, which is also why their pain amplifies. And one of the strategies that we are implementing is about social relationships, about be, be, taking yourself out of that isolation. How, how important is, how well, not how important, but how much, like we're not meant to be socially isolated as human beings, right, Daniela? Absolutely not. And I completely agree with that. I heard that through other calls uh, earlier earlier where people are isolating themselves and then they're disconnecting from people who care about them they're disconnecting from even maybe their formal supports right where yeah. professionals other doctors 
and whoever yeah. else they and, see. And I have found a lot with chronic pain people. I've met people that, you know, when you talk to them, it's if it's a chronic low back pain case as an example. And, you know, are you, well, I don't see my doctor anymore. I don't see my therapist anymore. They're, it doesn't help. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and you hear not, you know, I think one of our callers, I've heard things of, yeah, I spend most of my days at home in bed. And and that component, never mind from the physical perspective, because we're not, we're, we're now talking about the mental perspective, which is why you're here. But that social isolation, like, I mean, that's what... Become shut-ins. That's what jail yeah. is. Like, we've created yeah. ways to that's punish punishing. criminals, yeah. and it's called a social isolation. So when you do it to yourself, all you're doing is making yourself worse. I know someone um, that, you know, essentially was hurt in a car accident, and started developing these chronic issues, stopped working, uh, stopped being around people, was just at home, and just felt miserable, crying all the time, depression. And again, and for them, it's like, why is this happening? And they think it's related to just the car accident, but it's also related to the fact that you've decided to isolate yourself. As Daniela and I were driving down today, we were talking about ourselves. I have chronic spine issues that I've had for since I was probably in, you know, in grade eight. So we're talking 20 years or something. And, and Daniela has a chronic TMJ issue um, that flares up on her. But we were talking about how, how, what is the difference? Like, where do people like Daniela and I, we're still doing what we need to do in our day-to-day lives. And then other people that have these similar experiences, you, you right. hear these things like we've heard, like that they're isolated, that they're not doing anything anymore. And I think it comes down to Daniela and I, are managing it, but we don't just manage it by Daniela gets therapy on her jaw. I do the rehabilitation that I need to do for my spine. That's one component of it. But I think the other component is we're social creatures. We have relationships and that gives us an importance. Um, And so it's very important that these relationships that are in your life and correct me if I'm wrong, but there's also the component of when people have unhealthy relationships and how negative that can be towards the, the things that they're suffering with. Absolutely. And I think that's where looking at this program and like coping skills and who is helpful to you, who is not, what can you do? Where can you reach out to when you need help? Yeah. And, I, and I've heard of people that come in and, and they're talking about how that that unsupportive relationship they may have, how it actually makes them feel worse. Oh, that person's always telling me that I'm faking this and I'm doing this. And and of course, that's going to create this negative spiral that goes all the way down. And, and so social relationships are a big component of that. And that's one of the components of of what we're doing um, with with it. And we'll have Daniela back on to talk more Absolutely. about our program. You bet. And we'll do that uh, at a later date. But in the meantime, you'll want to reach out, one 855 Dr. Lou, D-R-L-O-U, and pinpointhealth.ca. Till next time, the Pinpoint Health Show right here, Global News Radio.